This episode is brought to you by Everyday Cosplay Finds. Have you ever wanted to show off your love for Thor, the Winter Soldier, Tangled, Deadpool, Doctor Who, My Little Pony, Minecraft, or some other fun and awesome things, but you don't have the artistic outlet to do so? Well, why not wear it and share it with the world? With Everyday Cosplay Finds, you can do just that. Just go to Etsy.com slash shop slash Everyday Cosplay Finds to find out more. Did you know that human birth control pills work on gorillas? We got lots of crazy facts and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Did You Know with Ryan O. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. I'm Ryan O. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking. But I'm no monkey's uncle. In today's episode, we're going to have lots of fun and you might even learn something. So without further ado, let's do this. In this show, we talk about all sorts of crazy stuff and randomness, but we don't usually do it alone. And today, there's really no difference, except for we are graced with a special guest. Oh yes, our special guest is someone I've known for a very long time. We used to work together. She was also my roommate. I've talked to her pretty much every single day. It's just what you do when someone has become pretty much, well, my sister, uh, she's crazy, she's random, she's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, my sister from another mister, Marita Howard. Hello, how is it going? Well, hi, friend. It's going good. You know, I was thinking today mm-hmm. um, about some crazy things. And about six years ago, you and I were covered in caramel, just, just caramel and sugar and all sorts of craziness. Well, I suppose six years ago, I was meeting Rachel, and then we were setting up the shop first. And That's then fair. it wasn't until um, four months after that that I got to be covered in caramel and funness. Which wasn't as fun as it sounds, because we used to make uh, all sorts of candy stuff for a theme park at yeah. a special company and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But uh, every day was a different adventure. Some days you would make... Uh, an apple that had something fancy on it. Some days you would just... Be up to your elbows in cotton candy. Or, okay, so most awkward moment I ever had with cotton candy, (laughs) this is a fun story for everybody, is um, when you're spending eight hours making cotton candy, um, sometimes it doesn't necessarily all go inside the bowl or the stick or whatever. Sometimes it goes up your nose. So at the very end of my day, I blew my nose it was purple. Oh, it only gets worse. Yeah. You can ruin bras that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. You can. Okay. It does stain. Gotcha. So a, a white bra turns purple or pink Purple, or pink, and blue. Yeah, depending on the color you're working with, or you just get this great amalgamation. Well, at least it wasn't like yellow or green. That would be a very, very awkward tone. It depends on where you're working. That's fair. Uh, so tell the kids um, who may not know much about you, what you do right now. What I do right now is kind of a loaded question because I have a multitude of jobs. Uh, I consider myself to be a nanny first and foremost, but I also manage a tanning salon in Florida, which is weird. And um, I work- Who tans in Florida? Everyone. Okay. And then I also work for a party company where I am a princess. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I learned to sew specifically for it. Well, that is awesome. So what sort of cool things are you doing when you're not working? When I'm not working, I'm watching a lot of Netflix or watching a bunch of YouTube videos. But I do that when I'm working, too. (laughs) Well, you got to do something while you're working if it isn't talking to people. Exactly. So with that said, let's uh, go into the heavy of the episode and open up the mailbox of doom. All right. Um, For those of you, uh, the mailbox bell rue. Mailbox of Doom, that's a hard one to say, is where we go deep into our mailboxes and attempt to discover answers to all sorts of weird and intriguing questions that may exist. So I got an email. I don't normally get emails. You don't. No. Um, so this is a shout out to to my aunt, Patty. Hi. Hi, Aunt Patty. How's it going? Um, so based on the last episode, we talked about Star Wars. Okay. Um, so I asked everybody, um, which scene in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones do they think is more badass? When Count Dooku was fighting Yoda, or when the clones arrived in the arena and saved everybody. What do you think? I would say the clones was a better scene just because of how great it was and how many different clones there were. And it was kind of a surprising scene where before you just had, it was Doku and Yoda, which was an amazing fight scene, but it wasn't quite as epic as the clones. 
Well, um, Facebook and Twitter both agreed with you. They also thought so. Of course they do. Because why not? Um, We also asked everybody which Star Wars movie was their least favorite. Um, We found out that it was a tie between episode one and episode three. So out of those two, which one do you like the least? Probably episode one. Yeah, I would say episode one is my least favorite. I think you can go without 90% of the movie, except for the very end where where Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon fight Darth Maul. That's all you really need. That's about it. Yeah, that's about all you really get in that movie. Otherwise, it's Medichlorians, Medichlorians, and NASCAR in space. And Jar Jar Binks. Misa don't like that. No, no. Uh, So now we're going to move on to the word of the week, which is always ironic because I record every other week. Anyways, um, so I'm going to tell you what the word is. Actually, I'm going to tell you the name of the word. You're going to try to guess what it means and where it comes from. Oh, okay. That sounds troublesome. It's, it, well, the word isn't troublesome, but we'll find out <laughs> what the word actually is. And the word is superfluous. Superfluous? You yes. mean like an abundance of, uh, too many of. That is 100% correct. So where did it come from? I would imagine France. That sounds like a very French thing. Only if they got it from Latin. Uh, well, I mean, French comes from Latin, so yes. So it comes from both. I like it. Very nice. It came in the 15th century, and it does mean unnecessary or overflowing or running over in abundance. Love it. Very cool. See, this is why you ask people who know all sorts of cool things. I'm about- really excited that I knew it. <laughs> As you should be. That's awesome. Nice work. So we're going to talk about um, something else. It's called, um, I can't believe that's a law. So... I'm going to tell you uh, a law, and you're going to tell me uh, where it exists in. Oh, that sounds difficult, too. Okay. It's going to be. Um, So somewhere in America, it's illegal for a donkey to sleep in a bathtub. What state would you say that is? Weirdly, I feel like it's going to be either Kentucky or West Virginia. That sounds like a northern law. It's actually a western law. It's from Arizona. See, what happened in the 1920s, a dam broke and a rancher's home was flooded, but the donkey had gotten so used to sleeping in the bathtub. We don't know why. We never got any information about why he's sleeping in the bathtub. But um, the whole house and the whole area filled with water, and it whisked him away, miles, miles away. When they found out, they said, yeah, never again. I mean, I wonder if it was inside or outside. Because you see sometimes bathtubs out on lawns. I don't know. That is an excellent question. I'm going to have to travel back in time and find out or do more research to figure this out. Sounds good. I just can't believe that's a law. (laughs) Uh, Our next segment is going to be called Where in the World? I'm going to describe a location and then given some clues, you'll try to figure out where in the world it is. And then if we happen to find Carmen Sandiego or someone else, that's a bonus. Maybe Waldo. Maybe. That sounds like a good idea. Uh, So this thing um, is uh, underwater and it's... uh, it's ancient looking, a whole bunch of columns which are guarded by carved lions. They carve an entry into a lost city 40 feet below the surface of the sea. It's got some roads, gates, ruins. It's pretty cool. Anything ring, ring a bell so far? <laughs> Just sounds like the lost city of Atlantis. It, it should. Uh, it's, it's not quite, but it's part of a Neptune society. It's a sponsored underwater cemetery, which also acts as an artificial reef. Guess where it is. I'll give you a hint. It's somewhere in America. Well, that was not what I was expecting you to say. Somewhere in America, huh? Hmm. Oh, let's go with off the coast of Washington. It's actually uh, off of the coast of Key Biscayne in Miami, Florida. It's the Neptune Memorial Reef. <laughs> well, I guess maybe we'll have to go visit that because that sounds kind of awesome. I'm in. We're going to take some GoPros, make it happen. Uh, stay tuned on Twitter for updates at Did You Know Ryan O. That's what's up. That is what's up. And so moving on to our next section, this is going to be lots of fun. Um, If you were to to have a favorite fictional character, who would you say it is? Well, I have a lot of favorite fictional characters, but I would say that Loki is my king. Well, in today's episode, we're going to play Fact or Fiction, where we ask you questions about a particular character in fiction, and you have to answer questions based on the material's history. For example, if I asked you, 
if uh, Superman was related to Batman, you'd have to say no, because he's an alien. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a little not from Earth. So that's what's going to happen. But today we're going to talk about Loki. And you said you do like some Loki. How familiar are how familiar are you with the Greek mythology, the North mythology, and the uh, comic books? I know a little bit about the Norse mythology and a little bit about the comic books. I really know way more about the movies, but let's see what we can do. All right. So here comes our first question. Um, when, when Loki was reincarnated to himself, um, he had a little bird that followed him around wherever he was at. The bird was a magpie. What was the name of the bird? Wow, a bird, huh? That's right. Um, oh, wow, it's going to be something like crazy too because it's Norse it's probably no that's probably Greek mythology I don't know it's, I'm it's pretty backwards pretty backwards it. okay it was a magpie yeah I don't know crow it's actually Eichel Eichel which is Loki backwards hilarious yes uh so here's a more simpler question what is the name of Loki's birth father well that really also depends on who you're, what what mythology you're looking at because in the movies and the comic books, it's wrong compared to the Norse mythology. They actually switch the names of the mother and the father in the comic books. So let's go in this case with the comic books and the movie. Oh, and you know what? I, I even just looked at it and I could not tell you what his name was. What is Loki's last name? That's a good question yes, too. Okay. <laughs> so then the answer is Laufey. Yeah, I was like, it's something French sounding. Very French sounding. I like it. Yeah. So here's another fun question. Um, why does Sif hate Loki? I know at one point he steals her soul and takes over his her body. That would be a reason to. But let's talk about way, 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 way back. Because he's mean to Thor? It's actually because when she was younger, she used to have long, blonde, flowing hair. But he cut it and turned it brunette, and it was always that way. It's always dark raven black. I wondered why I liked Sif so much. She sounds like Rapunzel. Holy crap. It does sound like Rapunzel. <laughs> the Rapunzel story. I, I'm in. That, that's pretty awesome. Um, here, here's an ironic one. Um, in Agents of Asgard, which is a comic book series, what is Loki's favorite video game? His favorite video game? Something silly like Tetris? You're close. It's actually Space Invaders. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> he plays it all the time in the comic. It's pretty cool. Let's go back into some of the uh, movie uh, information. Let's go with um, from Ragnarok. How long was Loki on Sakaar before Thor arrived? Spoilers. He was there for several weeks before Thor arrived. That is 100% correct. Uh, which creature... Had Loki claimed that he turned Thor into? Thor actually tells the story of being turned, or that Loki is turned into a snake to surprise him, and then he stabs him. But which creature did Loki tor turn Thor oh, into? Oh, he turned Thor into. He talks about it in the same uh, same location. It's I'm cool. sure he does. Wow. I'm not sure. It's a frog. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, um, it actually happened in a comic, so it was based off of that comic story. And the frog um, also became a member of the Thor Corps in the Secret War stuff. But anyways, it's a frog. It's pretty cool. Um, in the North, Norse mythology, that's a hard one, North, North, Norse. Norse. Norse yeah. mythology in the, and in Marvel comics, Loki is the father of whom? Hela. Bingo. And our final question, Matt Damon has played Loki twice. Name the two films. <laughs> he plays Loki in Ragnarok in the um, in the show that's being put on, but I don't know what the second is. It's a Kevin Smith movie called Dogma, where he plays Loki. That's awesome. I might have to see that. So you did extremely well. Very cool. We we liked your uh, awesome answers of the cinema world. Um, so thank you very much for that. Nice job, and. Uh, I look forward to having more conversations about Loki in the future, especially in this crazy place that we currently live in, which is Florida, because it kind of seems like 
hot as hella around here. Oh, bad. That's fair. Well, speaking of things that are less bad, uh, Only in Florida is our next segment where we talk about stories and things that happen that are so ridiculous, so crazy that they can only happen in the swampland known as Florida. So this week, I'm going to tell you a story and you try to guess which area you think it came from in Florida. Just make a random guess. Uh, There's a golf cart chop shop. Where would you, where would be the least, like least likely place you'd find a golf cart chop shop? The least likely place? Yeah, just think about it that way. Really? I mean, I would imagine it's in Daytona or uh, Miami. So, so because you're thinking there's a lot of people, a lot of reti- a lot of cool people that are hanging out, trying to retire, trying to get some money off of that. But flip-flop it. What would be the least likely place you'd find it at? Celebration? You're, you're very close. It happened in the villages. Oh, that makes sense, though. Yeah, because the villages, which is a retirement community known for STD outbreaks and golf carts, um, the sheriff deputies found evidence of an underground golf cart chop shop. Um, it was run by a lady who had moved in with her elderly uncle to, quote, unquote, take care of him. And by that, she meant use his garage to sell illicit electric car parts. It's the thing to do. I want a golf cart, but not that bad. I mean, but it could be fun. So if you were to have a golf cart, mm-hmm. what color would you want it to be? I want it to be like electric blue. Kind of like most fancy drinks at the bar? Yes, exactly like that. Like blue Curaco. Exactly, blue Hawaii. Ooh, I like it. I think I would want mine to look like um, Adam West Batmobile from the 1960s. Get it in the dark, dark blue with the little red bat symbol. That'd be awesome. With the little wings on the back? I'm just saying, you got to have that. And so that's some of the crazy stuff that happens in Florida. I mean, a chop shop in a retirement community for golf carts. That's, that's insane. And so now we're going to go into our Did You Know Fact of the Week. Um, what do you know about uh, single-celled organisms? Very little. So do I. But apparently the ocean floor is home to, and here comes all the zeros, 2.9 nonillion microorganisms. Yeah, single-cell organisms. It's crazy. Is, is that a real number? It is. It's a... Uh, 2.9 to the 10 to the 29th power. So it's a it's a quadrillion quadrillion or like, because you go more and more. It's, it's like a whole bunch of zeros, 29 zeros. That's too many zeros. It's also like 10 million trillion microbes for every human being on the planet. But it's actually 8% less of what it used to be. Gross. Yeah. But also not good because that means that there's less life on the floor of the planet and that's not cool so the moral of the story if there is one kids protect the coral reefs reduce reuse recycle yeah yeah i think that's a good moral that's always a good moral i like it and and speaking of things that are also good now comes a word from our sponsor we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor this episode has been brought to you by everyday cosplay finds Ever wanted to show off your favorite character or group of characters, but don't see things online that match your style? Then check out Everyday Cosplay Finds, bringing cosplay into your everyday. Go to etsy.com shop slash everyday cosplay finds for more information. And now back to our show. All righty, we are back. So, Marina, what would you like to talk with us today? You know, I've been thinking a lot about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the villains and whether any of them were actually very successful. So I really want to talk about the villains of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I like it. I like it. Um, You want to talk about them overall or you want to break it down? What do you think? I think let's break it down, but maybe just start with the first two phases because there's a lot of movies to cover. You're right, and this is only a 50-minute podcast, so... I, uh, all right, um, so I guess we'll go movie by movie then? Yeah, it works for me. Okay, so uh, what's the first one? Well, it depends on how you look at it, but let's start with the actual beginning of Iron Man. Okay, um, Iron Man. So then the villain was uh, uh, Obadiah Stane? Yeah, yeah, I guess technically. Okay, 
Um, so not going into nitty gritty details, I guess, right? Because we don't have that much time on the episode to, to do so. Um, so, so tell us about Stain. Like, what was his plan? What did he want? Well, Stain really was kind of trying to recreate the Iron Man suit that uh, Tony Stark had used, but used inefficient products. Fair. Um, I always thought that he wanted to take over Stark Enterprises and just um, rule and become like the richest man ever. But by doing so, he stole the thing and then tried to use it to kill Tony, right? Yeah, that's about right. Um, wow. So so if he's the villain, um, my question always when it comes to the villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, MCU, that's a lot shorter, uh, is uh, how could they have won? Not using stolen products would be a good start. I, I think let, let's think even further back. Like, because, um, yeah, not using stolen stuff, great idea. Love it. That's a good, <laughs> a perfect idea. Um, what if he killed Tony earlier? How earlier do you suppose? Well, Tony escaped. He did. He did escape. And if he had never escaped... He would have been gone, and Stain would have taken over Stark Enterprises and became the richest man in America. That would have been the solution then, killing him sooner. So, geez, yeah, killing him sooner. So he probably needed more guys to do that. He probably needed a better support system. Because he wanted them to have the, the Jericho system, he hired the Ten Rings, it gets complicated. Um, so Obadiah Stain, not so great, wanted to take over, become the richest man, um, shouldn't have used terrible parts and should have had more guys. Should have had more guys. I love it. Mm. I love it. Um, but I do love, I love Jeff Bridges. He was fantastic. I mean. But then they, spoilers, this is going to be spoilers for every single movie from the phase one and two, by the way. They killed him off at the end. They did. Like so many villains on our list, he was killed off at the end. Yikes. Uh, so he's not coming back for Iron Man 4. I imagine not. Unless his son does. Dun, dun, dun. I don't even know if he has a son. It just sounds like a thing that would happen in a Marvel movie. I mean, it kind of does. Moving on. Okay, go ahead. So I guess then next would probably be, what, the Hulk? If we have to. <laughs> I mean, technically, under all technicalities, I think we have to talk about the Incredible Hulk. Okay, so the, the Incredible Hulk movie. Um, I think there's... Possibly, what, two villains in that movie? Yes, I would definitely say there are two because you have the Abomination. Which was um, Emil Blonsky, who was the the soldier guy who was hired by General Ross? Yes, who I would consider the second villain. Okay, so General Ross. And, and Ross wanted to basically, well, he wants to kill Hulk or use him as a weapon. Exactly, but Banner doesn't want that. So, so his goal in order to win would be to, to take out Bruce or the Hulk. So that's Ross's idea. What about Blonsky? Um, they, he, what was he? He was trying to kind of redo the Hulk. He wanted to also have this ability, but he became the abomination because it didn't quite go as planned. So he wanted to be a better soldier and everything. Yeah. It just didn't work out the way he wanted to. Okay, so with that, um, how do you think... Uh, the abomination could have succeeded. Like, at what point did it flip over? Um, I think it would have been a smarter to, you know, not try to become the Incredible Hulk, but, you know. So get his powers from something else as opposed to trying to siphon them from Banner himself? Yeah, maybe try again with a different kind of super serum. Okay, I like it. Uh, then what about Ross? <sighs> oh, Ross. Um... I think that Ross was going to fail from the beginning because his motive wasn't there. He wanted to weaponize a human. And as we see throughout the cinematic universe, it's not a good plan. And it seems like, and I, here's, I, I've thought about this while I was at work. Like, like that's what I do. Like in the middle of my day, I think about weird, awesome pop culture things like the incredible Hulk. What would be the easiest way to kill him? And then, Kill him when he's not the Incredible Hulk. I know Mark Ruffalo said that, um, or while well, he was Bruce Banner in the Avengers, I, I once got so desperate, I took a gun and then uh, he, he spat the bullet out. Yes, I think the Incredible Hulk has the ability to 
protect himself because he is a separate entity inside of Bruce Banner. But what if you sedate Banner enough that the Hulk can't come out? That's a really good question. And I imagine towards the beginning that might have been possible. So that's my thought process, that Ross could have gotten him a lot earlier. But the matter the Hulk gets, the stronger he gets. So it, once you get past that point of no return, Ross couldn't have done anything. Yes, but Ross continues to exist. So I feel, And we've seen him again. So I imagine we'll continue to see him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I believe that he'll get to be more villainous as time goes on. One of the fun parts about uh, Incredible Hulk is you get to the very end of the movie. The guy who helped him out, uh, Mr. Mr. Blue, I think was the name, like the, the weird scientist from university. Um, he got some of the Hulk's um, blood and radioactiveness spilled onto his head. In the comic books, that guy becomes the leader, who is the Hulk's main villain who creates all sorts of irradiated villains trying to kill the Hulk and become the strongest and most powerful being on the planet. So that would have been an excellent sequel. That would have been an excellent sequel. But if you recall, they kind of pretend like the Incredible Hulk movies never happened. Because then they'd have to pay universal money if it did. And then, of course, we had to tack on one of the Marvel shorts as an end credit scene, which actually throws off the timeline. There's an end credit scene with um, Iron Man talking to Ross. Oh, which, that's right. Which does not make sense because at this point in time, Iron Man is not part of the Avengers initiative. Moving right along yes. to Iron Man 2. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> Iron Man 2 is another one where we have several villains. Um, because you do have, you have Whiplash. Sure. You have Hammer. Okay. I feel like there's a third I think we're going to go with those two for now. Those two are good. Okay. Whiplash, which has that, he has that strange obsession with his bird, but uh, he has that really great scene where he's like slicing the cars in half with his great whips. I like it. I like it. He's trying to get revenge, if I'm remembering this correctly, trying to get revenge on Tony because Tony's dad took all the credit for a project that Ivan, the Whiplash, his dad um, worked on Tony together, the arc reactor yes that sounds about right so to get revenge on tony probably by killing him yeah that's generally how people want to get revenge on tony stark i, I mean when you're an a-class a-hole i mean that's what what happens sometimes true but at least he gives out his dress that's helpful that's that's fair you know come at me that's kind of like what's up uh so so whiplash mm -hmm. he gets to a point um in the very beginning where he pretty much almost wins. He does almost win. He really does. But he's not the only villain in the piece. He's really not, because we also have Justin Hammer. Corporate tool. Corporate tool Justin Hammer with, again, inferior products. And, and one of my favorite scenes with him is when he's talking to uh, Rhodey, who had just stolen the, the War Machine outfit, which wasn't, it was just Mark II at that point. He had stolen it, and he was like, what do you got for me? He's like, I got the the caspaccio. I got, like, the, the ex-wife, like, all sorts of craziness. It's just silly. I, I love it. It's ridiculous. Uh, Sam Rockwell was fantastic, but I don't think he was going to go places. No. Again, when you work with inferior products, you're not going far. And so I, I guess his plot is to try to take out Stark Enterprises, bury it in the ground so that he can be the top dog for the government. I'm sensing a theme with these Iron Man movies. It's all about who's on top. Yeah, it seems that way. So, uh, so Hammer, could he have done anything to succeed? Had better products. And, and I guess what he did to succeed was uh, hire Ivan to take over. Yeah, which just didn't quite work. And, and we talked about it just a, a minute or two ago. Um, Ivan got really close at the very beginning. Um, so I guess he should have just had better aim with his whips, a little bit more practice, and he would have killed Stark in the car. Yeah, he could have taken him out right then, but he just didn't have the practice. He didn't have the time uh, that he needed before that big event. So I guess the moral of the story if, with that one, if there is one, is practice what you want to do before you actually do it. I suppose so. You ready to move on? Sure, why not? Let's talk about Thor. Okay. Because that's where my favorite comes in. 
All right, go for it. Oh, well, the god of mischief. Yes, the prince of lies. Loki makes his grand appearance in Thor movies. And he is definitely considered one of the villains in the movie. So the adopted son of Odin is angry and grumpy because what? He's not daddy's favorite? Yeah, because he's always been overlooked, overshadowed. Living in Thor's shadow, which is quite a large shadow, uh, has always been very difficult for him. He's kind of the emo kid of the family, I think. And in order to stop that, his goal was to get Thor kicked out and then kill him? Um, I'm not necessarily sure that killing him was absolutely the end goal, but making sure he was lost on Midgard was definitely part of the plan. And and so then what was his end game after that, to take over Asgard and, and rule it eventually? That's always kind of been Loki's end game, is he wants to rule Asgard because he feels that it's his rightful place. So if Loki wanted to take over and he wanted to make sure that Thor was lost and never going to come back at what point in the movie did it turn and he lost like where would you think he could have succeeded better i think that the destroyer didn't go as he had hoped when he sends the destroyer down to midgard and it kind of destroys the town but doesn't succeed in killing thor that would be a fail moment but also kind of just gloating at all of it he comes down to earth to try to steal the hammer and gloats a little bit and that was a big mistake i remember a moment when thor is locked in a cell he has zero powers and he's got colson hanging around him but he's there in the cell and loki shows up loki could have easily like stabbed him or like changed like mess with thor's head mess up his mind something in order to uh make it a little bit more interesting but he said nah, what's up yeah considering he has the fact or he has the ability to change what you're thinking about or kind of destroy destroy your thought process you think he would have taken more of thor's memory away and kind of left him with nothing so that that sounds hardcore leaving him with nothing the loki lafay story i mean that's what he does to odin so fair good point uh i like it so other than that you have the warriors three and Mm -hmm. And they would have helped him out. Um, the Destroyer was a creation by by Odin. Um, I like it. I like it. So then what would come next? Are we going to have to travel to the 1940s then? I suppose we do, because I think we've got to go back to get Captain America, the first Avenger. The first Avenger. Uh, so then we have the overall arc when it comes to the Captain America stories. With the Iron Man stories, it's all about capitalism and taking over and trying to figure out who the actual... Uh, person who's going to be the richest man in the world is Um, with the thor stories it seems like it's family troubles and who loves each other the most with the captain america stories uh what is it like battling hydra isn't that pretty much it yes it's mostly fighting with hydra or in the beginning i guess nazis for lack of a better term but hydra so then who would you claim is the actual villain? Is is it Hydra itself or are we going deeper? I'm going to call the Red Skull because I love the Red Skull. I I agree. I think the Red Skull is awesome. Uh, I think Hugo Weaving did a fantastic job as the Red Skull. He was dark. Um, you didn't necessarily believe that he wanted to, to kill Jews. So the whole Nazi aspect didn't work. He just wanted to have power to corrupt all and be the most powerful being in the universe. That's exactly what he wanted. And I think that he did a really good job with that for a while. I would say he did an amazing job all the way up until they got on the plane at the end of the movie. (laughs) Yes. And then that power was just within reach and he grabs the Tesseract and well, that's about it for him for a little while. So if we think about it, what would be the quickest way for the Red Skull to have won or succeeded in, let's say, getting rid of the only thing that stood in his way, killing Captain America? What would be the easiest way to do that based on the timeline we saw? Not shooting the shield. <laughs> that works. That's everyone's fail with Captain America is they always aim for the shield. Shoot his leg first. That's also the, the main reason why in... In the DC comics, Batman wears the giant bat on his chest. It's to keep people focused there and not shooting him in the head. It's like like in Austin Powers, uh, you have 
Scott Evil. He's like, it's like, like doc, he's like talking to his dad. Like, why do you have all these elaborate schemes? You put him in a room and he's stuck there. You know, I can take a gun. You can take a gun. We can go in the back, shoot him. Bang, he's dead. I know. I think that that's the problem with villains is they get too caught up in these grand schemes that they miss the obvious. So they're, they're trying to also overcompensate and therefore by grand being all grandiose, it, it's showing off to someone, hopefully making their younger self happy or appeasing their mommy or daddy. I think often, yes, it's, it's family trouble when you really look at it. There is a moment in uh, Captain America in that movie where the Red Skull had revealed his face for the first time after he was Johann Schmidt. Uh, I remember him yelling at Bucky and Steve, and there was a giant explosion. What if instead of trying to escape, he just shot Captain America there and threw him in the fire? I mean, really, when he revealed his face, that was the moment when everyone's in shock. Just shoot him. I love it. I love it. So I I was also thinking, like, um, what if he had more people? Like, like, what if inside the ship? Because... We're talking about going towards the very end. Um, he shot Captain and the shield, and then the gun goes away, and he can no longer shoot him, right? Mm-hmm. What if he just had more guns on his person or in his area? I mean, I guess that just poses the risk of him winning at this point. I, I like it, though. If you have more guns, if you have more people, I think that's one of the main villain's problems is they have a lack of following. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we switch gears a bit, in the comics, there is a pretty cool thing called the hench app it was created somewhere between 2015 and and now um the hench app it let's say you need someone to rob a bank or you need someone to kill ant-man but you don't want to do it yourself you go on the app it's like uber you go on the app choose a villain based on its skill set and be like hey you kill him and you hire him and he does it it's like task rabbit I don't know what that is, but probably. TaskRabbit, you can hire people to like stand in line for you or go to the grocery store. You can literally hire people to do menial tasks. Exactly. So it's like that, but with superpowers and killing people. So it's called Hench after Henchman. Well, that makes sense. That sounds helpful. So if you had that, um, you would have more people on your side and you would be able to take people out with numbers, sheer numbers on your side. Yes, but you know when that did not work? When was that? The Avengers. Ah, fair enough. Love the segue as well. So I guess that's our next movie we're going to go into. Who would you claim is the main villain on the Avengers? I That one's again, it's a little difficult because technically I would say it's Loki, but Loki isn't working alone because he's really working for Thanos in the grand scheme of things. Okay, so let's break down both aspects of it if you want to, because Thanos is probably going to show up in... A lot of them. Especially with uh, Phase 3. Oh, yes. He really takes over in Phase 3. So let's break it down to um, what does what does Loki want? Like, what what does he still want to, to rule Asgard? Is that kind of why he's doing what he's doing? He's kind of moved on from Asgard. Now he just wants to rule in general. So he's come to Earth or Midgard to rule. And in order to do that, he needs special special tools, special powers, like the pokey stick? or Yes, he does have his scepter, which does contain one of the infinity stones that he's going to try to use to help convince people and uh, force people to let him be the ruler. So, so he does it by, by force, not by love. Yes, Loki does a lot by force or by trickery. So... We all know that his plan doesn't work because he, he, he needed... He needed the Chitari in order to have an invasion so he could take over. But then the Avengers happened, and then they were the counteractive point. Yes, but there's a lot of belief that maybe Loki wasn't acting on his own whim because his eyes have changed colors. Ooh, I like it. So then let's say that the main villain is Thanos at that point. And in this movie, he's just trying to get the Infinity Stones? I don't really know what his plan was for trying to take over Earth. I think he was just trying to get more people on his side, perhaps, and he needed Loki's help for that because he didn't realize he had an Infinity Stone in the Scepter. So then, wow. Because we know, like, going into future spoilers, uh, Thanos' main goal is to wipe out half of existence Mm -hmm. so that we could have a surplus of people 
and everyone can survive. Well, half of everyone can survive. Yes. So he needs the stones to make that happen. According to him, yes. Okay, so, wow, this is where things get complicated. Yes, it is. Um. Okay, so then let's say we, he needed Loki to succeed at the very point to help his plan move a lot faster at the beginning. Mm-hmm. There's a moment in the very, very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to blow up the the complex, the shield complex. That's where the, the staff was. That's where Loki was. So the Tesseract is there. Bingo. So you have the Tesseract. I think that Loki infected the wrong person. I mean, I think you're right. I think that maybe he could have taken Nick Nick Fury. And that, that's it. That's exactly what it is. Get him or Hill, somebody. But to be fair, Loki wasn't aware of who he needed. Maria Hill, though, that would have been really fun. It, it would have been awesome seeing her as evil and then get them together. But then you wouldn't have that whole Clint fighting against the Avengers moment. Yeah, they really just wanted to bring Hawkeye into the into the story a little more. But I think that's, um, I think that's exactly where he could have gone and flipped things over. Because otherwise, by the time, by the time Coulson, um, is sacrificed, it's all over because now they have someone to avenge. Indeed they do. Which then they have a Hulk. They do then have a Hulk. (laughs) It's true. It's pretty awesome. So, um, Towards the end, uh, there was a giant nuclear warhead because the government is evil. And then Tony had to save it by going into space. And then he started to freak out, which I think directly leads into the next movie. I think it absolutely does, because then we move on to Iron Man 3. Where he's got like some PTSD from being in outer space and doesn't know how to handle himself. So he keeps on building and building and building and building until he has like 43 different styles of armor. And it's, it's, I love the Iron Man movies. They're fantastic. <laughs> so in it, um, let's see, back in the 90s, a certain character, um, Aldrin Killiage, he was trying to get Tony to help him out. And then Tony said no and humiliated him. So it's another revenge movie? It is actually another revenge movie, I think. But Ugh. I think that Killian was such a great villain because you don't really know until towards the end what's happening. And and so it's a detective movie at that point, or like a, a procedural. Like you go from A to B, discover this clue. People are dying. Why are they dying? You keep on going, and then eventually at the end, you find out who it is. But there's there's a smokescreen known as the Mandarin. Yes, our red herring, the Mandarin. Which when I, so I read the comics, I watched the cartoon. I was in love with the Iron Man stuff since 1994 because that's when the first cartoon showed up, and I remember having everything like all the toys all the comics and stuff but the main villain was the mandarin so i saw the movie and i was like yay this is gonna be awesome and then the mandarin ends up being some actor named trevor yes trevor oh poor poor trevor but in the first movie they mentioned the 10 rings the mandarin uses 10 mystical rings in order to um each one of them does something different like one can shoot off lasers one can move things one has the ability to move water like different elements different things one can make him phase through objects there's all sorts of cool things so he would have been amazing but he was an out of work actor who changed his face and became some name that he pulled out of somewhere because uh killian told him to kildrich what's his name no killian you were right okay he told him to do it. There's too many irons. There's too many kills in this in this universe. It's an, it's insane. Um. So. So what point? Um. He wants to get rich and he wants to get revenge on Tony. Mm-hmm. Um. Where do you think he could have succeeded? He probably could have gotten better revenge had he actually like maybe killed Pepper Potts because that would have weakened Tony because he's already got the PTSD. If he then lost Pepper Potts. I think that his emotional state would have weakened him even further. And that's really what he, when he could have come in for the kill. So you go into what most villain tropes do is they steal your, they, they steal a, someone and they try to get your revenge, try to get you to be all emotional, but they don't actually kill them. They just want to showboat. Exactly. He just took her as like a damsel in distress and actually made her really awesome instead of killing her. So so that that's one amazing way. What if he just hired the actual Mandarin? 
Does he know where the actual Mandarin is? Good point. Um, but do we know where anything is, like possibly the ether, like for the next movie that we're going to be talking about? Not at the moment. We don't. No. <laughs> so the next movie is uh, Thor The Dark World? Yes, we're back into Thor's crazy universe. Not my favorite movie. You know, see best, see best, see best, see best. See best, see best, see best. So the main villain, I believe, is Malekith, and he wants the ether, which is also an infinity stone, but he just wants power so he can destroy a lot of things and kill a bunch of people. Yes. I think his problem is that he acted alone, just him and the Dark Elves. Yeah, he didn't have enough support. It's, again, you need more minions. So if he would have gone to Jotunheim and gotten the Frost Giants to join in with him, he would probably have done a lot better as opposed to acting by himself. Yeah, probably. But then I guess we run into issues when you bring Loki in, but hey. And then if you had more people, the assault on Asgard would have been fine. He would have actually killed Loki as, or killed Odin as opposed to weakening him. Yeah, I think you're about right. And that's pretty much all I really want to talk about with that movie, unless you want to talk more about it. It's kind of meh. I just really love Kat yelling the meow meow. That's fine. The meow meow. Meow meow. That's awesome. That's my favorite part of that whole movie. Let's move on. Okay. So let's see what comes next. Is it another Captain America? Yes, I believe we're on to Winter Soldier, which okay. brings about, again, that one of those multi-level villains. Because is the Winter Soldier actually a villain? I'm going to say it's Hydra. I mean, Hydra is definitely the actual like driving force because it's not really fair to consider the Winter Soldier a villain. He's more like a hypnotized hired gun. He's a drone, really. So then, okay, so let's say it's Hydra by by using the Winter Soldier to infiltrate and destroy everybody. That's kind of their, their plan. Like, they want to take over the world, Hydra? Yeah, Hydra always wants to take over the world. So, they get to a point where they try to take over everybody using the giant helicarrier that's going to um, kill all the people who are going to be opposed to them in the future. Is that what's up? Yep, just about right. So where do they go wrong? What point should they have flipped it around and possibly taken or done some other steps to make themselves successful? Not using the Winter Soldier. Okay. Because, um, because Cap and Bucky have that connection, using the Winter Soldier was one of their downfalls because he fails on the bridge because he knew me, you know? And like at the end, again, that's what really kind of draws the failure is that connection between Steve and Bucky. And if it hadn't have been for them revealing themselves earlier, they could have been a lot more secretive about certain things and, yeah. and hidden stuff. I also think they should have once again done something with Nicholas Fury, take him out earlier. They almost killed him. They just didn't. But then he pretends to be dead. Or is it, was it a life model decoy? You know, life. Uh, what else we have? Um, could they have tried to convert Steve to, to Hydra? Yeah, I mean, it worked in the comics, didn't it? Uh, wake up some sleeper agents, which we find out about in uh, Civil War? I mean, that probably would have been helpful. Like, use more people. Because, again, more people seems to be better. And that's what we learned in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They get more people, and then there's more of a war. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I think Hydra failed because they just didn't have um, didn't have enough people. They never have enough people. And they use the wrong guy. They did. They use the wrong guy. So so after that, do we, if I remember my, my timeline correctly, do we turn our attention to outer space? We absolutely do, because after that would be Guardians of the Galaxy. Excellent. So here's where it gets rough again. Is it is it Thanos or is it Ronan? Well... I would say that Ronan is the actual villain, though he is technically working under Thanos. Ronan is the driving force through most of the movie, and it's who they are for facing in the final battle. And, and Ronan's just trying to get the, the stone, uh, the, the power stone, so that Thanos can be happy. Yeah, everyone's just trying to please Thanos. So at what point, you know, I'm just going to break it down really quickly. Ronan needed more guys. Everyone needs more guys. That, that, that's pretty much all he needed. If he had more people and he wasn't fighting on five people by himself at the very end, he probably would have succeeded. Dance battles always win. And I, I believe that kind of brings us... Ooh, that was loud and weird. I believe that brings us to our last point. The... Well, one of my favorites, Age of Ultron. Oh, Age of Ultron. And I suppose we should focus in on the main villain. Ultron. You sure the main villain wasn't 
Tony? I mean, Tony is always kind of, well, yeah, Tony can be arguably the villain in a couple of movies, but I'm going to focus in on Ultron. So then we'll have to bypass um, uh, Strucker, who was in the very front, Baron Von Strucker. He was, you know, he's got the twins. He's, he's Hydra. They take him out within seven minutes. Because he surrenders, not a villain. Okay, so let's move past that. Forget about him. Let's go back into Ultron. Um, what does Ultron want? Ultron. Ooh, I remember. I remember the quote. I remember the exact quote. I just remembered. Okay. Peace in our time. Yeah. Uh huh. Peace. He wants peace the way Thanos wants peace. Which is by what? Like uh, killing the Avengers? He wants everyone kind of dead. He thinks that robots are really the way. Well, not Thanos. Ultron does. Ultron wants it. Okay. So, but Ultron also tries to create another version of himself and to make himself even more perfect. Yeah, he's constantly trying to perfect himself with all of the information that he can gather from the internet. And by doing so, they create uh, the Vision, and the Vision ends up taking out Ultron with the help of everybody else. Well, I was born yesterday. There you go. I love it. He was also worthy. But then again, is an elevator worthy if he just moves up and the hammer's still there? Oh, we can get into this argument all day. Okay, so... um, Elevator's not worthy. So where did... Where was the first place that Ultron went wrong? The first place that Ultron went wrong? Yes. Where could he have succeeded at the earlier? Because there's probably a space. I mean, he didn't. Re- he didn't have enough guys, and then he did have too many guys, but they weren't capable of their own processing. So he had the wrong guys. He had the wrong guys. I think he probably could have taken them out once they were still under the Scarlet Witch's spell. That would have been convenient. Every time everyone's under the spell, just kill them then. It's it's the Doctor Evil principle. I'm just gonna go in the back room, grab a gun. You grab a gun. Bang! He's dead. Exactly. Uh, and then, if he really wanted Strucker to, to get, he would need more powered or enhanced individuals to have more guys. <sighs> Strucker, I just I can't with Strucker. So so what it breaks down to, if I were to do a quick recap, um, you need more guys. You need the right guys. Okay, so you need more of the right guys. Correct which the Hench app would have been fantastic, by the way. Perhaps not trying to take over the world is your... Maybe start smaller. You need to do less showboating and possibly work together with other people. So if all the villains worked together, like all of Hydra started working at the exact same time, they would have been fine. Exactly. And can someone please get Bucky Barnes some plums? With that note, I think we're going to wrap this episode up as we're coming to a close. So out of phase one and phase two, my question to everybody is, who is your favorite villain? Uh, go ahead and let us know on Twitter at Did You Know with Ryan O. Uh, ours is just Did You Know. It is at Did You Know Ryan O. That's the one. At Did You Know Ryan O. Or you can send us an email, Did You Know Ryan O at gmail.com. Or the Facebook page, Did You Know, with Ryan O. Anything you want to plug, Marina? Um, no, nothing comes to mind except for Everyday Cosplay Finds on Etsy and Instagram. And that sounds like a most awesome thing. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of our episode. Remember, find your awesomeness, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I'm Ryan O. I'll see you next time. Did you know it?